The Australian newspaper recently published an opinion piece that I wrote in relation to fathering and the importance of recognising that the Black Lives Matter movement in many ways is playing quite fast and loose with the truth. Here it is. Black Lives Matter as a movement has played fast and loose with the truth and the facts regarding police brutality. The Washington Post police killings database in fact show that African Americans are far more likely to be killed by other African Americans and that last year out of 56 unarmed Americans killed by police officers, 15 only were African Americans. Yet, could the Black Lives Matter movement have gained such traction if there was nothing wrong at all in the African American community? It's doubtful. However, merely appealing to racism to explain inequality and high levels of incarceration among African American men hasn't proved to be very helpful over the years. In fact, there's a lot more to the story. It's a problem with men in general, and African-American men are bearing the brunt of it. That problem is in fact fatherlessness, something we don't seem to like to talk about, but which really shows up in the data and the evidence. It's increasingly being recognised, not only as the greatest problem facing African-Americans, but in fact men in America and right across the world, but particularly in Western countries. There can be no doubt that today many men are feeling a mixture of confusion and self-doubt, which is spiralling into a crisis of confidence about what it is to be a man. The explosive success of Jordan Peterson's writings and lecture tours, much of which speaks to men struggling to find their role in the face of often virulent criticism, testifies to this. I've had the honour of coming to know Jordan Peterson, and it was he who introduced me to Warren Farrell. Now, Warren Farrell is one of the most remarkable people I've ever met, and I was delighted to interview him recently for my video podcast, Conversation Series. Farrell, once recognised as America's most famous male feminist, is now also one of America's most well-known and respected experts on what he and his famous co-author John Gray, who wrote the book Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, called The Boy Crisis, the title of their recent jointly written book. Warren Fowle remains a feminist and a political progressive. However, on family issues, he self-describes himself as much more conservative. He's deeply concerned by the disastrous social impact of the disintegration of the family over the past four decades. Speaking to him at his home in California, I was deeply impressed by his mastery of the facts and figures, and also by his genuine and heartfelt concern for the largely silent plight of men, and particularly our young men. With the decline of the family and traditionally male-dominated industries, including things like manufacturing, and mining and farming, we have inherited a serious problem for men described by Farrell and Gray as the purpose void. Men without purpose are easily manipulated by charismatic people who can make them feel important. In our age of deep and wide social division, 
of social atomization and of distrust. The last thing we need now is a generation of men who can be easily manipulated by fringe militant ideological movements, either from the left or the right, or from some of the strange permutations that are appearing between the left and the right in these strange and unusual times. In the US, for example, men aged between 25 and 31 are a staggering 66% more likely than women to be living with their parents. The prison population, even more staggeringly, has increased by more than 700% between the mid-70s and 2013 or so. Of that population, 93% are male and they are disproportionately young. Every day, 150 workers die from hazardous working conditions and 92% of them are male in America. By eighth grade, 41% of girls who are at least proficient in writing outclass the mere 20% of boys who are. A large study from Britain amazingly and disturbingly finds that boys' IQs have dropped by about 15 points since the 1980s. To return to the above figure of 93% for male incarceration, Warren and Gray make a simple but devastating point. We often allow, they say, that the disproportionate percentage of young black men in prison may reflect our racism, but rarely contemplate whether since the other half of black men is men, it may also reflect our sexism. The diagnosis is confronting. Farrell and Gray write that the most important single crisis in developed countries is now dad-deprived children and especially dad-deprived boys. Speaking again of the US, Farrell and Gray show that a staggering 85% of US youths in prison grew up in a fatherless home. 90% of US male prisoners are dad-deprived, as are 85% of mass shooters. The link between the health of the family and crime is also strong. In 1965, 25% of African-American families were dad-deprived. Today, this is about 75%, with about 33% of white families being dad-deprived. Farrell points out that researchers have shown that mothers are good at setting boundaries, but fathers are better at enforcing them. In other words, huge populations of children are brought up without firm boundaries. The evidence is conclusive. Vast numbers spiral into dysfunctional living even crime. On top of this, Warren and Gray show that the absence of a father leads to both boys and girls having problems in no less than around 50 areas of life, including health, education, discipline and self-esteem, but boys will have those problems more severely. And here is the terrible reality, according to Farrell and Gray, when boys are hurt, they hurt us physically psychologically and economically. A 2011 Australian Institute of Family Studies report summarised research findings that Australian fathers play a critical role in their families and that fathers' parenting is sometimes different but complementary to the role of mothers. Furthermore, there are positive associations between measures 
of fathering and children's socio-emotional and learning outcomes. In other words, fathers matter, and they matter uniquely. All of this is what Paul Amato, a professor and expert in family research at Penn State University in America, calls the father effect. We in Australia recently had our own Black Lives Matter protest regarding Aboriginal deaths in custody. As tragic as any death in custody is, when we look at the rates of death in custody, we see that Indigenous Australians are actually less likely to die in custody than non-Indigenous Australians. And yet, as last year's Closing the Gap report indicates, there are serious problems facing Australia's Indigenous communities, including higher mortality rates, lower literacy and numeracy levels, and lower employment level rates. Although fatherlessness rate figures in Indigenous communities are hard to find, a Family Matters report from 2018 showed that Indigenous children are 10 times more likely to go into foster care. Like the state of the family in the African-American community, the family in the Indigenous community in Australia faces many challenges and in many places has to be described as unwell. The race riots in America will only flare up again and again until the restlessness in underprivileged black communities is addressed. As African-American professor and expert on race and policing in the US, Wilford Riley points out, the black community endured slavery, at least in the South. It endured Jim Crow, the crack era, and so on down through the line. But Riley points out that now, fatherlessness is the greatest problem, the biggest problem of all in groups across America. But as Riley points out, fatherlessness is the biggest problem, the biggest problem among all groups in America. As American writer Coleman Hughes has said, systemic racism is too vague as a term to be of any real help in solving problems in the African-American and I would add the indigenous Australian community. Terms such as systemic racism and white privilege are not designed to inform and offer solutions, but to confuse and enrage. We know that they are misguided because their fruits have been proven to be riots that have killed black people and destroyed black businesses and already underprivileged black neighborhoods. But until the African-American family is restored, Young men will find meaning and purpose in crime, and black men will continue to kill black men. The father void needs to be filled. If we really believe that black lives matter, and I hope we all do, then we must become equally convinced that black fathers matter, or better still, that all fathers matter. You've been listening to John Anderson Op-Ed. For further content, visit johnanderson.net.au